Welcome to the SBCN Podcast, a production of the Small Business Community Network, brought to you by Brad Poulos, small business coach, entrepreneurship professor, and author of the Small Business Operator's Manual, a guide to running your small business profitably. It's Linda Ockwell-Jenner here, SBCN co-founder and host of this SBCN Small Bees podcast. Today, my guest is an SBCN member, David Dean, partner and designer at Stein Studio, specialising in brand design. Hello, David. It's good to have you on the show today. Hi, Linda. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, you've um, a lovely business um, idea um, how long have you actually been in business? When I say it's an idea, I've only just got to know you, so I'd like to know a little <laughs> bit more about it, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, so my partner and I haven't been in business for too long. Um, this week actually marks our fourth month uh, officially in business. Um, but we ended up leaving our jobs um, in June. It took about three months to get everything started. So we officially launched in October, and we've been um, at it full-time ever since. Oh, wow. It sounds really like you're a designer um, and, you you know, you've got a studio. It sounds very Hollywood to me. <laughs> so <laughs> um, what I'd love to do is find out, we were talking when we were networking together and you were talking about the importance of finding and connecting with your target, you know, audience and how visual communication plays a key role in that connection. So, can you give us an idea, you know, what things come to mind when you're talking about that topic? Um, so I think every business owner, you know, has an idea of who they're trying to target. Um, you know, for some, they might be throwing kind of a wide net um, if they're serving, you know, food. It could be people specific to uh, a certain region um, or at a specific price point. Um, but for us, when we started our business, we were aiming to um, tailor our services and what we offer to small businesses specifically. Um, coming from marketing backgrounds where we you know, had the opportunity to work with some small businesses, but for the most part, we were working with large corporations and organizations. Um, we just felt that you know our, our time could be better served helping small businesses and that they weren't getting uh, the attention that we felt that they deserved. Um, so <clears throat> for us, it's really about you know, kind of understanding who we want to work with, um, what they need, and kind of catering, you know, our offering, uh, the content that we're putting out, the the messaging that we're sending out into the world uh, towards them. So what kind of clients, I understand that, you know, you're looking not so much for the small businesses, but, you know, the next step, what kind of clients need your help? Um, I know you mentioned food, but I'm sure that's not the fact that you just deal with, you know, people who are um, in a food business, what kind of clients are you catering to? Um, we're in the process of pivoting right now. Uh, in the last three months, we've, you know, we started trying to cater our services towards smaller businesses, but we've realized that, you know, they don't necessarily have the overhead. They're not always at the point where they're ready to start investing in design. Um, so our focus has moved more towards 
um, those in hospitality, um, the retail sector. Um, we're specifically aiming to work with any organizations in consumer packaged goods um, and nonprofits. Um, so they're ready to you know, reach their audience. They're ready to stand out. Um, and they're hoping that design will get them there. So how do you know, you and your, your partner, how do you know um, what processes to offer? Did you use the word once when we were talking about building a fan base? Yes. Um, <clears throat> so you know, everyone is trying to work towards a specific target audience. But as you're marketing your business, uh, we found specifically with our business that you know, we're more looking to build fans and you know, people that are ready to refer us, people that, you know, interact and engage with the content that we're putting out um, because that's, you know, come to be more valuable than any kind of sale that we would make. You know, the people that are eager to like and share the posts that we're putting out uh, to leave, you know, kind comments to forward the um, content that we're putting out to others within their network. Um, mm -hmm. That's what we've found has been a great way to grow our business thus far. So that's helping your business, but you're talking about um, how visual communication plays a key role, okay? So mm -hmm. you are creating the visual communication for your clients. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Okay, so do you help them with their brand or when they come along to do they already have a brand? Um, typically, the clients that we've worked with so far have just like a DIY brand, something they've put together. Uh, maybe they sourced a logo. Um, they came up with their name on their own. Um, they've been in business for a little bit, uh, a little while, but they you know, didn't invest in design to start just because you know, it's pretty atypical to invest in design. Um, but usually they have a logo, um, they have a name, and they have kind of a mismatch of different collateral that they've been building out, whether that's a, you know, a templated website, maybe they've been using Canva for their social media posts. Um, mm -hmm. We really like to not necessarily start over, uh, but it's always great to refresh what's existing. Um, building out design systems, so creating um, guidelines for fonts, colors, of the way that these businesses speak, um, so their mm -hmm. brand voice. Um, that's really where we like to focus our expertise to create uh, guidelines that these businesses can use to create consistency through uh, the visual communication and the verbal communication that they put out into the world. That's important, isn't it? I believe that in the past, well, I've been in business over 20 years, so in the past 20 years, but more so, I think, few years before covid there's so many new businesses out there newer businesses for sure but um you know some businesses come along and grow really really fast and then they sort of flop immediately mm -hmm. um and other businesses come along whether they're small or you know or large and I don't understand the brand. I don't understand the concept. I, I don't understand, you know, what, what they're trying to sell to me. Exactly. It's the kind of business you're in, it, it's quite, um, there's loads and loads of competitors, that the type of business that, you know, you are actually working on. And you've done so well in the few months you've been in business. Why are you different to your competitors? What is it about your brand that your target market recognizes to reach out to you? 
Um, there is a ton of competition. Um, you know, starting out, we met with a few local studios. You know, we come from marketing agencies, so we're aware of you know how much competition there is out there. Uh, but we've found, um, and advice that we were given was to be the niche ourselves. So you know, there are few design studios, especially local to Kitchener Waterloo, where you get to work collaboratively with the designers. Um, mm-hmm. If you opt to work with a marketing agency, you know, you typically will go through uh, their chain of hierarchy. <clears throat> you work with a, a project manager, a creative director, maybe there's a copywriter. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it, it goes from person to person to person and it all becomes very convoluted. It's mm-hmm. you know a lot more busy than it needs to be. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the big difference maker for us is that you know we're a small team and you get our full attention with every project um, and we're you know happy to collaborate at every step. That sounds lovely. So um, very, very personal, hands-on um, relationship with your clients. Mm-hmm. So in a partnership of two, sometimes it's difficult to um, maintain this work ethic in the sense that, you know, one person does this, another person does the other thing. So how did you and your partner manage to to split up the the, the tasks involved of being a partnership without one of you feeling the other one was getting all the, shall we say, the, the showcase bit where you meet the clients or you go out to networking events or you meet, I know, your sponsors and the other one, you know, stays in the background. Is that how you guys work or do you work a different way? Um, we're still working through who should do what. Um, I think when we started, we were both trying to get our hands dirty with a little bit of everything, but as time's gone on, um, I think we've come to realize that, you know, my partner, Nicole, excels with uh, social media. She's better with creating content for us. So, you know, I kind of hands off there and let her do her thing. Uh-huh. Um, I handle more of the logistical side in terms of administrative work, you know, a little bit more boring, but more <laughs> my speed. <laughs> um, Somebody has so, to do it. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, so we're just learning to play to our strengths. Um, I think Starting out, we felt like we both needed to do everything, but you know, there's two of us. We should uh, be comfortable delegating tasks, and we mm-hmm. trust each other. So, uh, we've just found that you know the the things that we enjoy, we'll take on, and the things that we don't enjoy, if we both don't like them, we'll try <laughs> to you know maybe flip a coin or something and figure out who yeah. has to do it. But um, typically, one of us will um, enjoy doing something more than the other. That's awesome! It really is. What do you think it is about you guys, whether it's the content that Nicole is sharing, you know, for your clients on social media or the work that you're doing? What is it about you, do you think, that um, stands out from the crowd again? Is there, is there one thing you could put your finger on that speaks of your brand that people can recognize immediately? I think we've built a... And not to pat ourselves on the back, but I think we've built a great visual brand. Um, so when you see our posts, you can recognize them immediately. Um, we've built out you know styles for our blog images, um, for our social media content. So you know when you see certain colors, you see certain fonts. I think you know we've started to build that recognition. When you're at a networking event and you meet other people. Um, what you're saying basically is they've they've seen your work, they're beginning to recognize the brand. So it's easy for those referrals to come, I guess. 
Um, yeah, for sure. And I think outside of the visual brand, um, you know, being a team of two, we show up together, we, you know, communicate with people at networking events together. So they get to know us as a pair. Mm -hmm. Um, so you know, specifically at uh, the event we had yesterday, you know, we saw some familiar faces and um, had some great conversations with uh, people that have started to recognize us. That's excellent. I really think it's an amazing thing that you can start a business because really when you think about it, it's not that long after COVID. People are still struggling with businesses and businesses are still closing down, but you seem so confident. And I love that because if you're not confident, you and Nicole are not confident in, you know, the business and how you run it and how you deliver to your clients. If you're not confident, then obviously why would your clients be? If there was um, one maybe tip you know, that you could offer to anybody wanting to get into the same business as you. Obviously, one could be don't do it. It's <laughs> There's too many of us anyhow. There's no room for anybody. And I know you wouldn't say that. Um, what is the one tip you would give to a complete newcomer who wants to get into this kind of business? You know, is there anything you could say to them to let them think, yes, it's worth doing or no, not bother? One tip, I think the biggest thing we've learned um, from the last few months of making content, engaging with people, um, would be to not play it safe. Um, I think we, you know, we were holed up in our apartment for the last three years working remote. Um, we were just a little bit timid, a bit afraid to show our, our personality, to really leverage our creative skill set. Um, and we're starting to push out of those boundaries now. Uh, but, you know, looking back four months ago, I wish someone had told me that <laughs> so that we could uh, start with uh, those ideas in mind. Well, I think that's a really, really good tip. It, it, it's something that everybody should think about because not that you've wasted that time. You've obviously mm -hmm. been building your business during that time, but I get where you're coming from. And not everybody likes networking, obviously, that, you know, face-to-face, -face, but there's a lot of networking you can you can do online. When I first Googled you after you contacted me and, and I saw your website, my thought was, these people have been in business a long time. They are so <laughs> professional. I am serious. You wowed me out. And our other co-founder, Dave, um, he is not in the same business as you, but he likes to do design and stuff like that. And he thought the website alone was just fantastic and would definitely encourage him if he was in the market, you know, as a client, to mm -hmm. come to you. So I think the professional feel is a big, big part of your brand. I'm so happy I was able to chat with you today, and I'd love to have you back another day and talk about some more aspects of the business. But for now, I'm going to have to let you get on with your busy day. But thank you so much for, for being a guest on the, the Small Biz Podcast. Yeah, no worries. It was a pleasure being on here. Okay, you take care, David. You as well, Linda. Mm -hmm.